So, have you guys ever seen Theodore Rex? No. Garrett, well, come on. This is not the bit I wanted. No. What? No. Have no. you seen it? No, I haven't. <laughs> what the fuck? What? <laughs> <laughs> I was watching a video on the novelization of Theodore Rex, and I'm like, oh, this is neat. I wonder uh, if anybody has seen it. Ah, uh, no. Daniel, do you even know what Theodore Rex is? I'm looking now, and I feel like I have seen this before, but... I it's a, yeah. It's a buddy cop movie from the nineties. Oh wait, is this the one with Louis Goldberg? Yeah. Yeah. Ah oh, no. <laughs> I yeah no. I'm I'm just kind of I'm just kind of did realizing you know that I've seen it, it like in a store before for sure. Did you know that it holds or held the uh, world record for biggest uh, home uh, video bomb ever? So wait, what do you mean a home video bomb? Does that mean like, like it's it's literally it was like one of the most expensive movies ever made for home video? Huh? Oh, so and like, then it failed. It was made. Exclu- it wasn't even played in movie theaters. Yeah, no, it was made exclusively <laughs> for video. I think it was like fifty million. So wait, does that mean that? Hold on. Does, does this movie not have? It doesn't have a theatrical run. No. So does that mean, does this movie have a film canister out there somewhere that I could buy, or is that not possible because it was all on VHS? Like, is there no... You might be able to find it. Okay, so it is... Yeah, so it was the most expensive direct-to-video release at that time. It was $33.5 million. Jesus, really? Yeah, of 1995. So, hold on. I want to... Inflation calculator. Oh my 1995. god. 1995. I am very. I had never looked this up yet, but I'm going to do it right now live. These Value are... of $99 today. So, so like, hear me out, guys. Like, if you just look up Theodore Rex and go to the Google images and just hit any image, it doesn't feel real. Like, Whoopi Goldberg looks okay, like. Okay, so basically it doubled. So this movie has a budget now of $67 million. $67 million. Mm-hmm. I, I wonder where all the money Adjusted went. for inflation. Oh, there's actually a article about it. Like a really long article released in like 2012 about it. 2017, something like that. Talking about the movie. Okay, so wait. I haven't seen this ever. I think I saw this like... I, I actually don't think I've seen this. I think I've only seen screenshots of it before. Are, mm-hmm. Is he the only dinosaur person? No, no, no. Dinosaur people are real in this universe because cloning has advanced so far in the year 2009 that there's just dino people now. Okay. And they're essentially the minority of the world or the new minority. Okay. Where they get like scalies as their slur. Really? Mm-hmm. Uh... Or something. Maybe not scalies. That's a, I think that's a furry thing. But point being, they have like a term that people use, that humans use to describe them. And they have like a dinosaur ghetto. Oh, I don't like this. Like a specific place where all the dinosaurs go or whatever. <laughs> There's a dinosaur Chicago? bar. Like, is, is, it, is it normal Americans? Like, do, is like, there a big dino yeah. population? In yeah, it's a, norm, it's a normal normal city. There's just dinosaurs in it now. That's what it's like to live in Detroit these days. <laughs> and that's it. And dinosaurs do not eat meat. They have been genetically engineered to eat cookies. What? What? They eat cookies now. Like exclusively? Yes. That's fucked up. Who's this director? 
I'm sorry. I'm going down a rabbit hole. I just want to see. This <laughs> Do guy. they even have? Is it just an Alan Smithy? No, it's it's John R. Butel or Betul, who ah uh, John Arbuckle. He also directed uh, the Last Starfighter, which is a movie that I enjoyed as a child. Which he didn't. Well, now he also made a a better movie with Theodore Rex. Actually, he didn't even direct it. He just wrote it. What the fuck? Okay, this guy really only made this, and then he never made anything again. Did he die <laughs> tragically? I, no. He probably just died of shame. No, he's he he was involved in other stuff. I don't know. Okay, he we dressed up get- like a cookie for Halloween and got <laughs> tragically eaten on set. <laughs> hey, this is fucked up. I'm like looking up all the promotional imagery for this, and it's like I can't even imagine being like on the marketing team for this. Well, you have to imagine, like, you you, you work for a marketing, yeah. like, firm, and then you're just... And also, the entire time. time during this movie, Whoopi Goldberg wanted out. I think I understand. <laughs> I think I would, too. Like, I don't think she was she wanted to be in this movie, but I think she had to. I, it was either, like, blackmail or some sort of obligation to do it. <laughs> they held her at gunpoint. <laughs> you're gonna be in this fucking movie. You have to be in this movie, Whoopi. Who now, Whoopi, you listen to me. <laughs> You're gonna be in Theodore Rex. I, yeah, I don't get it. Alright, you can start the episode now, Garrett. Yeah. Here comes the daredevil. daredevil! Hi, hello, welcome to Here Comes a New Challenger, a fighting game podcast where we spend five minutes talking about Theodore Rex. I'm, I'm just shocked. I am joy. <laughs> Listen, it was you. We could have chose another one, but I couldn't think of the. Other, I couldn't remember the other one, so I chose Theodore Rex. I'm scared what the other bit. one was. Then, like, if, if it was one... even remotely similar to this one, yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Um, I am joined by Osman. That's me. I'm over here this time. Brandon. I am here as well. Troy. That's me. Daniel. Hello. And me, Garrett. Um Yeah, it's uh we're entering the dry season of news, so there's not a lot. And there's also not a lot of um super important stuff to talk about, quote unquote. So we're doing a lot of evergreen content. We love evergreen content. Which, uh, for this one, is a Polygon video, which we'll talk about in a little bit. But, uh, Austin, how was your week? Uh, you know, yeah, it was a week. Uh, not a lot to report on my end. I've been playing a lot of Marvel vs. Capcom 2. I've been really trying to get, uh, decent at that game, uh, playing in the low-tier halves. Uh, but I think I've, I think I'm getting over low-tiers, and I really just want to learn how to play Sentinel and, and the, like, Cable. So, I think I'm gonna start learning the stronger characters in that game. Uh, and Fight Kate's been fun. Like, honestly, like, you can find matches pretty easily, and it runs really, really well. So I'm having a good time with that. Uh, I picked up KOF 15 for a little bit, trying to get back into that game some more. Um, we played. We did play a few matches, which was fun. It was good to, like, get back into the mix of that one. Uh, and then, mostly chilling. Uh, I've been doing just, like, survival out here and in, in my my new homestead and getting my my 
my life underway and I'm, I'm stabilized out here now so I'm able to actually like you know do stuff uh, I saw a movie that I was gonna bring up that I think y'all should see but I'm pulling up my letterbox so I can't remember what movie it was uh, oh hey Elvis is on um, fucking uh, HBO Max and I need Garrett of all people to see it um, cause I need someone else to watch Elvis just to know the nightmare that I had to go through uh, okay, I'll, I'll think about it. If I can find my people who I normally watch bad movies with, I'll try to convince them to watch it. It, it's a. I cannot recommend this movie to anybody. But I just do. I need to be sober. Yeah. Uh, uh, if you were if you were intoxicated, you might not survive. Like your brain might explode. Uh, okay, so risk I'm willing to take. I've survived Gotti like two or three times drunk. So the fact that you've seen that movie twice baffles me. I've seen it like three times. I think. <laughs> uh besides that not a lot uh not a lot else on my end uh a lot of the same old same old uh september is about to become my busy month where i have a lot of uh friends and family coming to visit me so i'm gonna be doing a lot of running around and, and trying to make things work uh but same old same old uh troy how's your week huh oh uh, shoot um it's all right had a uh, you know back in school <laughs> Uh, just kind of getting the club set back, uh, working on getting the club room official, mm-hmm. and then... Um, Which is a metric pain in the ass. It is. It really is. Um, So yeah, that's always fun, I guess. Let's see. What was I doing? Oh, I picked up Bridget and Strive. She's really fun. Like, Is she? Is she fun? Like, I, I haven't gotten around to playing her yet. Oh, my mic cut out. Uh, I don't know oh, if you heard what I was saying. Dang. No. Um, but, uh, yeah, she's really fun. Um, I don't know why. I guess I was thinking of, like, she would be kind of just like her, how she was in a plus R and not, like, super great. But she's actually, like, really solid in this game. Um, like, kind of scary. She gets, like, two guaranteed mix o- mix-ups off of a knockdown, which are, like, guaranteed that, uh, um, that you can't fuzzy them either, which is really strong. And then her damage isn't great, but, like, it doesn't matter that much. It's still relatively, like, a 3-4 touch game for her. Yeah, really fun character. Very, very happy with how uh, she's implemented in. And what else did I do? Um, Yeah, that's kind of it, honestly. Um, Yeah, it's been kind of a busy week. Just came back into school. Um working out and just trying to trying to make time for going to a bunch of locals mm-hmm. yeah. heck yeah how was your week mr brandon me yeah yeah <laughs> yeah right uh my week oh boy um so i'm trying to remember everything that's happened um got back to school started school uh, had to redo my schedule halfway through the first week because I somehow got signed up for a class that got dropped and I wasn't made aware of that. So school got off to a, uh, a great start. <laughs> um, and then uh, for some reason I spent my entire Labor Day weekend just watching DNF tournaments and playing Melty 
instead of doing school. So I had to spend all of today catching back up with school. Mm-hmm. So that, that's basically been my week is mostly just doing school stuff and trying to catch back up with like uh, what's going on with local tournaments and as well as keeping up with uh, mostly the DNF tournaments. There was East Coast Throwdown. Which yeah, Yipes made top eight. Yeah, he absolutely like I. I'm like, yeah, he's just a commentator, and I watch him absolutely like dunk on Punk, and I'm like, oh man, this guy's good actually. Yeah, I was, I, uh, I that that the last day I, I kind of was taking the day off more or less, and I was chilling at my apartment most of the day, and like I had it on the background, and I was like, oh hey, look, DNF duels coming up next. I wonder who made top eight. And I was so like, Tega. Punk, Sundula, and I was like, yipes! Wait, what the fuck? <laughs> yipes made top eight, and then he was he got, like, fifth. I'm proud of the boy. Wasn't ready yeah. for that. Uh, I, and I ended up watching, like, every tournament that I was interested in. Masala uh, won, like, five tournaments and got second in uni. Oh, really? Yeah, he won Melty... He got second in uni. He won DNF. He got top so eight in CF, to, uh, I'm pretty sure. This means that they have to um, buff Lov again. <laughs> yeah. He won something else. He won some other anime games I can't remember right now. Swiftmaster is still broken, apparently. And the, the most impactful nerf was that they made him do a lot less damage. But, like, they didn't hit the mana regen when it counted, so what I was saying, you can still loop negative edge releases for, like, 45 seconds. So, unless you make the mana regen nerf last for 45 seconds instead of, like, adding 10 more seconds, it's not going to do anything, because you can just keep infinitely looping until he's back to full mana. We love it. Anyways, yeah, that, that, was, that was my week, as just Thank you, casually keeping track of fighting games went to a couple locals, and then school. Alright, um, Austin, you haven't said your week yet, how's your I was week? That, I was the first one, haha! Oh wait, man, I am, I am bad. It, the last two are me and Daniel. Alright, Daniel, uh, yeah, you... back in, uh... Yeah, I don't know. It was pretty cool. I I guess week more like month because I haven't been on the show in a while. But uh, yeah, no, I, I moved back to school and uh, honestly, gaming has kind of taken a backseat to other creative projects for a little bit. Yeah, um, yeah, like I beatboxing. just like yeah, like beatboxing uh, and backflipping out of the stand. No, uh, I've, I've been getting back into table tennis because me and my friend Brock go to the gym now, so we just do that for cardio. Uh, and then I made a Minecraft server because the new place I'm in has Google Fiber and it's really easy to port forward on. So me oh, and dude, yes. playing on that. Yeah, if y'all want to get on the nice. Minecraft server, by the way, I'll link that. We love um, Google Fiber. Minecraft yeah, servers are also fun. It's dope. <laughs> uh but anyway, yeah, just like weird little things like that. Um, I have a video I'm editing for a secret project uh, that will maybe be revealed in a long time, but probably not. Uh, and then, yeah, getting back into game dev. Um, I've had a game that I've been working on for a long time 
that oh, fun. It, it's just like weirder Mega Man X, but that's you know good times. Um, Heck yeah, yeah. But other than that, not really anything gaming related. I've been going back to my melee weeklies now that I'm back in San Antonio, but mm-hmm. uh, nice. yeah, that's it. I played Donkey Kong Country Tropical Freeze. <laughs> that's that's the only. Were, yeah, I thought you meant to say I'm playing Donkey Kong now, and I was just like, oh, all right. God, fuck. Have fun uh, with that, Luther. Yeah, I know, right? Man, I imagine. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I will say I have a huge respect for Donkey Kong players in Melee and especially Project M, but like, it, could, you know, it just couldn't be me. That's that's all I'll say. I'm, just, I'm, I'm not that guy. Look, I, I'm, a, I'm a big advocate for low tiers in fighting games. I'm a low tier like lover. You know, I love the low tier. I love people who make that shit work. But Donkey Kong, that's not a real character. That's not a yeah. real, that, that's just a waste of time. Just that, stop, that stop takes it doing. too far. Like, I, like even coming from me, because I've played Yoshi in Melee for years. Yeah, and but there's like, some stuff there, dude. Yoshi's got sauce. Donkey Kong yeah. is dry. <laughs> he's, he's the, the desert. Sahara. He's the exactly. Sahara. There's nothing there. Uh-huh. Um, it's a waste but, of time. Yeah. Yeah, that's pretty much it. What you got, Garrett? What you got going on? Uh, I got a few things, actually. Um, first thing... Uh, so, uh, to, for the occasion of not being called anything in 10 years, I got called a slur recently. Oh, wow. Oh. Uh, all right. Dang. Over, yeah, over, uh, okay. over Bridget discourse. Really? <laughs> yeah. Interesting. Brisket, huh? Brisket caught yeah, trauma. Yeah, because I'm like, because somebody was talking about how it's like, yeah, uh, Bridget being trans is really just a marketing strategy. You get more people to buy the game. And I'm like, what the fuck are you talking about? They make it so obvious. I mean... And then one of their, and then he just kind of like unloaded on me. And then one of his followers decided to call me something that rhymes with SAG. Ah. <laughs> so yeah. It's 2011 again, I see. The last time I was called that, like literally, like as an offensive thing, was like 2012, 2013. I would say like it, it... Like it's been a hot minute since I've been called a slur. So last decade, dude. So it was like kind of super taken aback. I'm like, oh, okay. I guess this is what I get for. <laughs> talking about guilty gear and saying that exactly what dice put in his game but whatever sure i guess that's what i am i can't why can't people just admit that bridget's a girl now and it's cool you know we love because it's hard bridget's because how, how are they supposed to jack off to her now oh yeah sorry forgot that that's what that's what characters are made for to be jacked off to go check off to can't do it people. to a can't do that to to a woman right it has to be a cute boy, not a cute girl. God. Uh, anyway, outside of that really, really weird event, um, I started playing Ultimax, and I'm learning Ken and Koromaru now. Which one is that? You, you say the name, but the name doesn't ring any bell. It's Evil the, boy, it's the boy with the dog. Oh, dog boy. It's the it's the puppet character of the game. Yeah, he's cool. He he definitely seems hard. Uh. Uh, I saw it. You said you got like nearly 3.5k meter list, right? Something like that. Yeah, like 3k meter list. Oh, 3k. Yeah, yeah, that's pretty insane. Yeah, around 3k. Yeah. Just because is uh, once you understand how the loop works, you can do like you can loop his usual basic B and B thing like twice. Because it's like while you're in the the Gordo Mortal Slide thing, you have to input Koromaru's spin spin the wind during that. And then Koromaru hit the opponent, and while the opponent's going, you can then do act with Ken to do the Mortal Slide again. And then after that, Koromaru resets, so you can do Koromaru again. Wait. And then you can go from there. 
This is a Persona 3 character, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. He was the, the little kid. He was like, what, 10 or something? 11? Um, he was in elementary 3. school. He was in elementary school in Persona 3. He was like 7. Or 6. Seven, yeah. He was he like, uh, he was an elementary school kid. He's in middle school now. So he's probably around like 12 or 13, maybe, he, in her Ultimax. We have the dog in Persona. The dog what? with its own party member in Persona. Okay. Yeah. They they just combined him and the dog together. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And so now you have both. So you have your your A and your oh god dog. Your A and your B attacks are both Ken. Okay. And normally C and D would be Persona, but your Persona buttons. But instead of Persona buttons, they're Koromaru buttons. Okay. But they also because Ken like never. Kevin Ken never uses his persona. You have one move that does it, and that's just to heal. Okay. And it's specific. You use it specifically to heal Koromaru. <laughs> so like, you really do not need a persona. You just need to keep Koromaru alive. Okay. Yeah, there's some neat shit. I haven't played online yet with him, but I really, really like how he feels, despite me not liking like puppet characters usually. I really like Ken. Mm-hmm. Um, I also just like um, what's it called? There's something that I really like about Ken. I forgot I was gonna say that he's a dog. Yes, the dog Koromaru is pretty perfect. He is like the best animal party member, and I'll die on that hill. I'm trying to like remember like any of these. Uh, the thing with Persona is Persona's got like the most like this is a normal person name ever. But it's a, in a different language that I don't speak anymore. So like, mi- I mean, can you? I mean, Ken. Yeah, I mean, but it's Kenamata, and Kenamata is yeah. just not enough of a unique enough name to remember. But I can't be like, oh, it's Ken, because I just think of Street Fighter Ken. If you've, if you're like me and you've played over 180 hours of Persona 3. Oh yeah. Like 200 hours of Persona 4, and like 100 hours of Persona 5. It's easy. Oh yeah. Yeah, that's that's how they get you. Is you just you know you already have the names just etched into your brain from right. staring at them on a PS2 screen for <laughs> days at, on end. It shows the guy with the swords, right? Yeah, yeah, that right. show, yeah, show, show, and Minazuki. Minazuki. Because there's they're different, but yeah, no, um, Ken's really fun. I really like him. Uh, I don't know. I don't think I'm gonna make him like. My main, I think I'm still going to play Narukami mostly, but I do really, really like Ken. Mm-hmm. It's like, I was thinking like, oh, Ken can be a, Ken could be a secondary pick for uh, like a counter pick, but literally like Narukami doesn't really have any counters. <laughs> mm. Like he's still one of the best characters in that game. So it's like, as if I want to just shoot myself on the lake, I play Ken. <laughs> but yeah, no, another neat thing is that Karumaru is in your auto combo, but if you do 4A, You'll do another auto combo that does not include Koromaru. Mm. Which is neat. Um, yeah, so there's all that. And then I have been playing uh, Soul Hackers 2 recently. Okay. So, Garrett, you need to tell me about Soul Hackers 2. Because I know nothing about this game besides that you are playing it right now. What is Soul Hackers 2? Uh, it is a sequel to a Shin Megami Tensei game that came out on 19. 19- in 1995-97 on the Sega Saturn in Japan only. Okay, that's a great start. So, what kind of and game? And then is- got uh, the original was like a, a first-person dungeon crawler type thing. 
Um, now it's still just like a turn-based RPG, like turn-based as turn-based can get. It's a cyberpunk uh, JRPG, basically. Okay. With the idea that there's like devil summoners, which are essentially just people who can summon demons, and demons are just like a normal thing in society now. So what you're telling and it's a group of people yeah. in cool outfits who can summon spirit creatures to fight other spirit creatures in a turn-based RPG. Yeah. Well, this is a Persona game. I mean, it's this. It, yeah, Persona is Shin Megami Tensei. Okay. Okay. So. Yeah. I, they're for, they're all in the same like make a ten. Okay. Gotcha. Gotcha. For some reason, thing. I thought it wasn't. I thought this was Atlas no. doing like this is not a Shin Megami no. Tensei thing. But no. It, so it was. So the weirdest thing is that if it had the full name, it's supposed to be Shin Megami Tensei Devil Summoner Soul Hackers Two. All right. Because it's a Devil Summoner game. Like, just like Soul Hackers and just like the Raido Kuzunoha games, it's a Devil Summoner game. They just didn't put that on the title, so it's just Soul Hackers 2. Dude, I've been seeing just of these characters. I didn't know it was an SMT game. That's crazy. Yeah. Yeah, it's uh, it's literally a Shin Megami Tensei game. Like, it's, I don't know why they didn't put that on the on the label, but that's what it is. Huh. Do you think it would have sold better or worse if it yes. had Shin Megami Tensei? Yeah, it, should, it would have sold better. Yeah, because I know 5 Right now, it's well. not selling super well. It, and it's just because like nobody knows what the fuck a Soul Hackers is. Like the last time a Soul Hackers game came out in the West was 2013 on the 3DS for the remake. Like that, yeah. And before that, that was never. The last Devil Summoner games that came out, if you don't count that remake, were the Raido Kuzunoha games in like 2008. Garrett is literally so I don't know, Japanese to me. I'm having a hard time keeping like, up what's what here. <laughs> like I don't know why they didn't give it a title. They didn't call it SMT because it is. But yeah, no. Um, the main the main idea is that you play as a girl named Ringo, who is like a creation of a uh, AI, like a super AI. That's like, okay, so the world's gonna end. I need you and your sister Fig to go ahead and just like Fig? save the world, whatever. Fig, Fig yeah, F I G U E. Okay. Sure. Continue. Like, um, and then you just go around trying to stop the big bad boys the phantom society from like ending the world basically um as far as i know there's only four party members but they're all like wonderfully designed like i fucking love how ringo looks she's the main character she looks great um arrow looks like whatever he just looks like an shin megami tensei character like i don't have anything about him that i like he's just fine i think he was supposed to be the main character because they've decided pretty last minute to make ringo it Hold on. Let me pull up the... Yeah, so sorry. This is going to take a little bit because I really wanted to talk about Soul Hackers for a long time. (laughs) I'm curious literally about all of this. Because I had nobody to talk to about this game because nobody has played it. (laughs) Because this game just doesn't exist right now. Um, If I can get a link. Yeah, seeing art about it, I thought it was an anime. Like, I didn't even... Not only no. did I not know it was a game, but I didn't know it was SMT, and I didn't know it was even out. Like, I, I figured it was just going to yeah, be coming so that's, that's Ringo. Okay. That's a cool design. I like this jacket a lot. I've, I've yeah. seen a lot about this game. It's just I don't have any interest after... Playing a couple SMT games that are not Persona and realizing they are not for me. That is Fig, which is her sister. 
Okay. I like this far less. Here is Arrow. That's the main character. He is not. What's it called? Ringo is. Yeah. His jacket looks cool, but he looks like lame. Yeah, that, that's like what he's I Kingdom Hearts and not this game. That, that's what I meant by like he—he's the main character because he looks okay. like a. So another interesting guy. thing is that every party member you run into is already dead. Okay. Like they've already been killed, and so you go back in time to like bring them back to life. And like, okay, we need you because if not, the world ends. Okay. So here's oh, I get it. It's so here is, Yeah. Here's new lady. <laughs> Oh, this character's awesome. This is a winner. This is a winner. Spunky one. Got yeah. it, got it. Every game needs one of those. That's my character. If- and then uh I want you I I'm pretty sure you cannot tell. And here's the next one. Your last party member is Saizo. I'm pretty sure you cannot tell which one of these is my favorite. Uh, you're definitely an arrow guy, Garrett. We all know you. We all know that, like you, you love boring, yeah, I don't know, but, boring little dudes. I'm not quite sure that the Hazuma lookalike is quite Garrett's style. This really is like a character made for you. Uh, I talked about it a little bit off pod, but like, like the col- the hair color is correct. the The outfit is correct. They look like a smug asshole. Got- uh, they're a little bit of one, but not really. It's weird. So you think he would be out of the main characters? The smug one is actually Millity. Oh, really? Yeah. Because she just does not want to work with anybody. He's like a... What you would argue as like a sweet talker. Okay. Because he's a private detective. Uh, there it is. And th- fucking there it is. <laughs> yeah, he's a, he's, a, he's a private eye. Nail in the coffin. <laughs> Private Eye, yep, that's the Garrett character. So it's yeah, no, Saizo okay. is like perfect Garrett bait. So is this the full roster, or are there more characters? As coming? far as I know, yes. I'm 15 hours in, have not ran to another party member. So hey, just to make this a fighting game podcast again, uh, so Persona 4 Arena Ultimax doing pretty well from what I'm understanding, getting a lot of love. Uh, yeah, uh, the rollback is now official. So this now added into the actual game. Should they make another, like a Persona Five, yes. but so not do just I thought about it. characters? Like do I would it, like to do? I would, I would like a Shin Megami uh, fighting game. Well, just just do all of the French, like all of them come together. It's so, like you have your Persona yeah, Five yeah, characters. Uh, Tokyo Mirage Sessions is that a SMT game? Yeah, yeah, it technically yeah. is. Yeah, it's made by um, the um. So actually, the people who made Tokyo Mirage Sessions made this game. Yeah. I'm gonna I'm gonna write this one down, uh, and this might be a podcast episode later of let's build this game. So yeah, uh, game is really fun. It's very simple uh, turn-based combat. The only there's no press turn in this game. That doesn't exist. You just build up stacks by hitting weak points, and then those stacks will activate like an all-out attack at the end of every turn, mm. basically. So you do like burst damage at the end of your turn. It's not the most exciting thing, I guess, but it's just cozy. It's a very comfy game for me since I like just uh. how SMT games work. But I'm really enjoying it. Anyway, uh, you guys want to talk about some small bits of news? I get, yeah, that was sure. your week, I'm guessing? Yeah, that was my week. Okay, we can move on to news. So, uh, here's the first thing. Um, 
I didn't talk about it last time because I forgot. But uh, Jojo's Bizarre Adventure Battle R is out. And they added like four more, three more um, characters from Golden Wind. Which? From part five. That, that had Trish Una, Prosciutto, and Pesci as their own character, and then Giacco. So, um, am I the only guy who's seen JoJo's here? Besides, like, is anyone here JoJo's no, fans? I've been, I like JoJo's. I've been playing. Yeah, like, does it toy like JoJo's? Oh, I mean, yeah, I've been playing Red all of it. Have you? Yeah, I've, I've seen part uh, one and two. Oh, okay. Yeah. So I read I, I, last year. I'm sorry. I feel like I'm the only one who's never seen any okay. single episode. I guess. I guess we just don't talk about it enough. I'm sorry, Troy and Daniel. I thought I didn't know. Welcome. That's to the all good. Club. It's just not really like a part of my identity, but yeah, <laughs> I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm a pretty big fan. So, so were these the characters that we wanted? Were these nope. like, yeah, me neither. <laughs> I, I think, I think Pesci and um, what's his face? You just Prosciutto. Prosciutto yeah, and Pesci, Pesci and Prosciutto is a good get. I like that character a lot. That's a great idea. And then I saw gameplay, and the idea is you spend meter, and then Pesci comes out, and you hit him, and then Pesci pulls them back in to do longer combos. It's cool. I like it. <laughs> and they, they might have the best super in the game, which I'm going to just find it real quick for you guys. Cause yeah, I, think, I, I haven't seen that yet. Because uh, I saw it, and I was like, this is fucking hard. Uh, but I don't want the fucking last guy. Like, the I don't. Ice the Iceman. Oh, yeah, same. same. Maybe, I really wanted Metallica. Dude, or, I wanted anyone uh, from part Zodo. six. Yeah. yeah, I yeah I I don't think he's in it already, but I would have loved Weather Report. No, Weather, he um, got a data mine though. I think he's gonna really? be in it. Yeah, yeah. Pro- there's a season pass, so he's probably gonna be in that. Yeah, um, pass? I think it got uh, I think it got leaked. If that's true, then uh, he's uh, gonna be coming in the season pass. Um, for those in the podcast, sorry for all the audio listeners, but for the people in the podcast, just skip to the forty nine second in the the video here um and just watch the the coolest super i've ever seen in, in this game um is there a reason why pesci looks like a, a carrot oh, yeah. oh, so he looks like an eggplant uh and is, it's because does pesci mean eggplant in italian no it's just a stupid thing because rocky can draw really rectangular men and he can also draw freaks and they all exist in the same planet yep <laughs> Uh, Garrett, for a dollar, what does Pesci stand? Oh. Uh, he summons actual actor Joe Pesci. Well, no, no, no. Here, I'll make it easy for you. So his stand is a fishing pole. What is this stand called? <laughs> it's a fishing pole. Uh, It's raining men. Man, that's actually not a bad guess. Not a bad guess at all. Uh, his stand is called Beach Boy. <laughs> oh, okay. And he might have my fa- that might be my favorite part in part five. I don't really like part five. I think part five is actually my least favorite part. Whoa, um, that's crazy. It's just it gets really boring, and like I really don't like Giorno. Uh, yes, it's down there for me too. I think I think the the aspect of part five that people like a lot is the squad, but I don't really particularly enjoy any of the characters that like the main ones. Well, I like I like Abakio, and Abakio doesn't do anything for the whole fucking team. Like he gets like one episode to be cool, and then he's like, uh, I'm, I I can't. My stand is 
is information. And then he that that's it. But Abaki was cool. And like uh I guess spoilers for JoJo's part five. Uh Bruno is like one of the coolest characters that has ever been put in JoJo's. And he should have been the main character. And then he gets killed off. And I'm like, I want I want him to be there the whole time. And then he comes back as like a zombie thing that I don't understand. Yeah, I've never been able to have that explained to me in a cohesive way. Because <laughs> he's a, he's like that for a long time. Like, like half of it, I think. <laughs> like it's, I don't know. Like, Troy, you're, you like you like part five, right? I you like said part that? five. Yeah, I like part Is five. That, that's what happens, right? He comes back as a zombie and he's a zombie. Yeah. Yeah, I'm I'm honestly trying to remember how how it works, and it's it's been a while. It's been a couple years since mm-hmm. part five, uh, the anime came out. So I'm a bit uh iffy on the details. Um, Narancha, Narancha though is uh my favorite. Narancha's cool. I like I just, a lot of the people. It's just as the show went on, I care less and less. Yeah, that's fair. I liked it. It's not my favorite part for sure. I think part four is, but I yeah. liked it. Agreed. Like, it's kind of just like the boys uh road trip fighting for their like constantly being hunted. I was like, no, just just the boy things. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay. But yeah, those are the characters that are in the game and there's a season pass. So let's hope that there's, you know, more characters that are more interesting. Who's our who, um, uh, JoJo boys assemble? What's our what's our what's the character we want the most? Go. Weather report, hot pants. Okay. Oh, hot pants would be sick. Yeah. The report and there's someone. Oh, oh, uh, Risotto. Oh, Risotto. Yeah, I think he would be really cool in a fighting game. Uh, yeah, yeah, I could be down for that. Uh, I don't really know who I. We have a lot of the characters that I already like. I'm fine with. Yeah, same. And like, I don't really want many more from Part Six. I take Highway Star. Or like, uh, yeah. I would, I would love to see how they do that. Well, because what it would be would be like, I think Highway Star would be like a dash character, and it's an arena fighter. So you know, like it would just be like you run around and like you build meter or you build up, like you get stronger the more you move or something. I don't know. I also just like how Highway Star like looks, and it's a cool stand. As someone who has. Someone who has no idea what characters are in there, I'm just going to say the one character I think is not in the uh, game already, which is uh, the chef from Part 4. Oh, Pearl Jam? Yeah. (laughs) I'd be down for Pearl Jam. They put fucking Ice Boy in the game, a character I fucking hate. Yeah. What's his name again, Garrett? You just read it. Oh, did you... Njaco? Or Jaccio? Jaccio. Did you... Did you guys see the interaction that he has with um jonathan the joe star in part seven yeah no. he's like oh man i hate you you're using guns aren't you and then the entire time part seven jojo is just making fun of him like why, why are you even afraid of my fingers like what's, what's so scary about these guns like come on this i, I can grow these fat i can grow my fingers back fingernails back really fast does that scare you more it, he this character sucks i hate this character his whole purpose is to be like He's just an asshole, and he's so his his part in the anime in particular for me just went on for like an episode too long. And I was just like, I don't care about White Album at all. It's such a okay stand. I don't know. This is what I mean when I I don't really like part five. There's just a lot of things that really get under my skin. 
but whatever. Sorry, JoJo ranting. No need. I'm not actually adding to a conversation. Uh, Classic JoJo. Talking about the news. Okay, no, he says, "What if I told you chamomile tea makes my nail bullets grow back faster? Would that make uh, you angrier?" I that now, yeah. Shout, shout out to fucking fingernail guns. That was a whole thing for a long time in the in the manga. <laughs> what? Oh, I want fucking um. The other spin master guy from part seven. He's already was... in Gyro? No, the other one. Gyro's like other guy from the country that shows yeah, up Gyro's in the like, rival. Have to... yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Where he like Um Speaking of that dude, that reminded me of the part seven. I don't remember what his stand was called or what his name is, but he has the the skull for the goatee. He was sick. He had the white hair. Oh, the like existential dread guy. Ringo, yeah. Ringo wrote again, dude. Yeah, that yeah, guy cool. great. Yeah, that guy was sick. I would. I'd also like to see some of the family members from Part Eight, uh, like the 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 puzzle dad or like the the his son. Yeah, well, Part Eight characters are hard to put into a fighting game because they really are just like the craziest shit you've ever seen. <laughs> yeah, and I like that. I, I yeah. like. I like to see characters that get made out of nothing to get movesets. Like, I I think some of my favorite all-time fighting game characters are that. Like, We Fit Trainer and Phoenix Wright. Oh, yeah. Um, I would love to see some of the conceptual bullshit that happens in Part 8 put into a moveset. I think that'd be cool. It'd be interesting for sure. I would, I'm just thinking All about right. fun, fun, fun. <laughs> All right. I have a few quick things in news, actually, before I get to a big one. Um, first thing, uh, Skullgirls... Oh, my God. Hold on. Hold on. My cat's attacking my door. You could have just screamed. You don't need to pounce on the door. No, Garrett must must scream. I have a mouth, therefore I must scream. Okay. I let him out. Okay, so, real quick thing. Um, Skullgirls is officially coming to the Xbox series and the Switch version is getting a season the season pass. Wait, you mean like like they're getting a a separate season pass or they're getting the season pass? They're getting the season pass. Okay, okay. Cuz they haven't gotten it yet. Okay. So Steam, so Switch is getting that and then the Xbox version of the game is now in development. I was I was We don't know confused. anything else we just know what's happening. I was confused for a second because I thought you were saying like Switch is yeah. getting an exclusive fucking season nah. pass. I was like, that'd be fucking wild. And they're like, hey, we're gonna do four more characters. Only on the Switch though, fuckers. <laughs> Console exclusive so, uh, characters are back. Also, did you know that uh that indie game I talked about last time that had Alex Yick in it? Yes, yes. Uh, I got it got cancelled. <laughs> literally the day after later. I didn't wait really. Yeah, I remember yeah. You posted that. I was like, weren't we just talking about this game? <laughs> yeah, we we literally killed the game in real time. <laughs> I love that. Right, what are we killing? What are we killing today? Yeah, we need to kill a, a another another uh, upcoming title. Um, what what's coming out? Street Fighter Six so, yeah. canceled. Can't believe Tekken Eight's not happening, guys. We broke it. So yeah, that's the. That's probably the funniest thing. <laughs> Is that like literally the, a day later, Paul's like, yeah, that just got canceled. I'm like, are you fucking kidding me? 
So yeah, that's that's fun. All right, um, sure. There's a lot of drama related to it, but whatever. It's it's canceled now. No more Alex Yick. The evil has been defeated. What's... He is not playable anymore. So like, when you say it was canceled, like, does that mean like? Yeah. Like the the Kickstarter was canceled. Oh, okay, so they development has ceased. Uh, nothing exists on the internet of it anymore. Basically. Okay. Wild. We did it. Yeah. Uh, there's one more thing, and that's uh, one of the S and K producers said, "Yeah, yeah, we're we want to do CVS two with CVS three and SVC two, which and Capcom wants to too. Like, you know, we've talked. I feel like there's been a lot of talk about like, hey, we all want Marvel four or whatever, Marvel's Capcom four, but like, this is the game I want, and and hearing this was truly like like seeing God for a few seconds, like, oh my God." I would love for them to do a fucking CVS three or an SVC two. Honestly, I want I want SNK to make this game more than I want Capcom to make this game. Me but, too. Yeah, I want to touch a death. I want to touch a death Ryu with Cronin. I I've played Street Fighter for so long and I love it and I'm excited for Street Fighter six to come out. But getting into KOF with fifteen just makes me want more modern games that feel like that. Because like fourteen's cool, but it's like you know that. I'd rather just play 15. Right. Uh, but like a versus game that plays like KOF sounds fucking awesome. Like I would, well, I, yeah, I love that. I mean, just imagine Ryu as a KOF character where he does his can opener overhead, but then you max mode into Tatsu or EX Tatsu that makes them juggle into like a Shin show. Like, yeah, no, nah, I'm obsessed with that. That sounds awesome. Be, be fucking fun. Or imagine uh, Super versus Cronin. Oh, yeah. man, dude. you can do more dp, more DP juggles DP. well i just want the box art to have like cronin up against um like luke <laughs> cronin and luke <laughs> and like that's what csvc uh two is do you think they're gonna call it snk versus capcom or capcom versus snk if it's if it's snk doing it it'll be cvs the- or svc but if it's the other way, they'll do the other way. Like, do you think that they're we're at that point where they they want SNK to be front and center? I guess so. Yeah, maybe they think so. Like they're doing they're doing good. KOF fifteen sold really well. Uh, Sam show like exploded in sales when they announced rollback. Mm-hmm. And that game is getting rollback next year, so you know, like. Yeah, they're they're doing good so far. Truth, truth. Do you, okay. So this is a thing that might happen, right? I don't. I don't want to. Uh, I think we have a we have a podcast episode in mind doing more about this. But like, I don't know. I I, I actually will save. I'll save these comments and these questions for later. I really want this game to actually happen and exist and be a thing that could happen because like this is my dream game now. Like. I don't need Marvel Four anymore. I need this. I need this ASAP. Yeah, I like as a Capcom like obsessed fan. I have a hard time deciding if I'd want CVS or like a Capcom All Stars, Capcom versus Capcom type of game to come out. And like either one, I'd be super stoked for because the roster in either game would be unbelievable. Like just because right. I I like the idea of like Capcom pulling from some of their weird shit and same with SNK because I I just don't know it right. Like I just right. 
And they've done it before. Actually, they have done it before with um, but only a little bit. Yeah. Since they like are like, hey, here's Jetta for Marvel Infinite. Yeah, exactly. Right. Or like having having Zero and SVC Chaos before that was like a normal thing to do. Mm-hmm. Specifically, it was Mega Man Zero Zero too. Yeah, exactly. I really liked that. Or even then, like on the on the on the SNK side, right? Like I. The only game that I knew about from SNK before KO, before I got into KOF was Metal Slug. So like right. I I would love to see like more of the characters from Metal Slug, I guess. <laughs> Xanadu. Yeah. Right. Uh, yeah, give give me some crazy out there ones like Bariki or uh like Xanadu. What do you call it? Um uh, what World Heroes or Sam Show or like just give me give me some crazy shit, SNK. And same do, Cap- uh... you know? Do Athena in the game, but make her the survival horror version. Yeah, please. That'd be funny. <laughs> so then you can have uh, a team that's just uh, Athena and Leon. <laughs> I love that. I want that. Doesn't Hey, Fatal Frame. That's a Sega game, isn't it? No, I don't think what so. Fatal that's, Frame? A, that's a Konami game. Yeah. Not Konami. A... Is it Namco? I don't even know. Namco. I think it's a Namco. Okay, never mind. For some reason Published I thought it was... by Nintendo, developed by Koei Tecmo. Okay. Yeah, so it's a, it's a Tecmo game. For some reason I thought Fatal Frame was a Capcom game, but I don't know why. No, that game, has, that game has fetish stuff everywhere. It's definitely a Koei Tecmo game. Yeah. It's an assist yeah, trophy in Smash Ultimate. <laughs> yeah, the, the girl shows up and takes pictures on screen, and whoever's like trapped in the, the focus range gets like stunned and then killed. Uh, um okay garrett and and brandon not garrett and brandon sorry troy and brandon how do you guys feel about uh capcom versus snk sequel at all uh i remember playing the first one a little bit back in club uh i would still be interested like i'm like mildly into both franchises mm-hmm. so i think it'd be kind of cool just to kind of like get back into them um i I think I enjoyed playing CVS 2 when we played it uh, more than I have pretty much any Capcom or SNK game. Get down to try it. Yeah. Do you I don't have- care too much about the boss, but brought in like weird characters, that'd be really cool. Yeah. Do you guys want grooves back? I want grooves back. Uh. I feel like it's what they did with them. If they're just the same, then yeah, I think that'd be cool. Uh, I'll save no. that for the other podcast, actually, because I know we want to do that later. Yeah. Okay. Um, the last news thing I have is that Capcom's going to have every single character playable at Tokyo Game Show. So Guile, Jury, and Kimberly. I am very excited to see what's going to happen out of this. I genuinely want to see playtesters mess with Kimberly and Jury because I want to know what the fuck these characters actually do. Yeah. Especially Kimberly because Kimberly looks crazy in the trailers. Yeah, she's easily the most like exciting character for me too. So I'm excited to see what, what kind of cool stuff she has. Mm-hmm. I, I'm also just like... Every time we have these like big playtesting things, there's always a ton of footage of other characters, and I just I want to just see more of this game, you know. You yeah. gotta see what's going on with with Guile and everybody else, you know. 
I also will probably get a character announcement. Do we want to bet on a character getting announced, actually? Do you think they're announcing a I mean, character? It's going to happen. It's, it's Tokyo Game Show. Yeah. I'm going to announce a character. Mm-hmm. Bet on, like, what it's going to be, but I don't really I bet yeah, since they've just announced two, like, a new character and a Street Fighter Four character, I bet it's a World Warrior. Yeah. Yeah. I bet it's, uh... It, oh my god, it's gonna be Honda. I wouldn't Honda. be shocked. Because it's Tokyo. It could be. It has to be someone big. I don't be. know if Honda's big enough. I will say, interestingly, I think this is the, this is the part where we've get to realize whether they're saving Ken for last or not. I think if oh. they don't do Ken now, he's probably not going to be revealed until the game comes out. Oh, yeah. That'd be crazy. Yeah. It'll probably... I, I, I could... You know what? If I'm putting money on it, it's Cammy. Oh, yeah. No, I bet you're right. Especially considering that there were, like, screenshots of her, like, that were in the promotional yeah. material also the, before. Also, critical art yeah, yeah, yeah. exists. Um... What I want to happen is imagine if it is Ken, and then I then everyone's like, "This is just a family man erasure." <laughs> God, I feel like I actually was divorced. I can't. <sighs> yeah, I think it's Cammy. I'd probably bet money on Cammy. Nah, yeah, Cammy. you saying that? I I think I completely agree. I bet it's like too. it fits the. It'll probably be a world warrior. It'll probably be a uh, somewhat like they've done two newer characters. Now let's do a classic. It'll, yeah, I bet Cammy. Or hey, fuck it, let's go. Let's go for the. Let's swing for the fences. It's gonna be that fucking uh, that uh, able character that they have that isn't able, but it might be able. Oh, tall pink. Yeah, tall pink. <laughs> yeah. Uh. Well, I, that you all, know, I feel like that's a pretty good guess considering if they're going to do more than one like a world oh, yeah. new character. You, you know, I'd be really happy if Capcom did a new a new character and an old character and they just did it like both. They they did two characters every single time from this point forward, but I doubt it unless this roster is huge. If this roster is going to be like starting like 38 characters or 40 characters, and they're just be like, yeah, two each. But starting 40 for a Street Fighter game sounds like crazy. Like, no fucking way they're doing 40 base roster. How many were in 5? 16. Like like 12. (laughs) How many do we have right now? Um, I'm looking, hold on. Like 30-something? No, like, uh, currently revealed for... Oh, like 25, I think. Uh... Well, revealed, we have seven. But yeah, we have leaks, seven we characters. Have like, yeah, 25. That in mind, like, 20, like, shown off, leaked, like, 25. 25 would be a good number. 25, 26, I'd be fine with that. All right. Okay. Well, Is want to talk about a, a Polygon video? No. What's Polygon? Uh, that's it's, not- a, it's a website, but we, uh, we found a... There's a good video that we can talk about, though. Yeah, let's talk about it. It's called How to Get Started with Fighting Games and Have a Nice Time. Uh, so, I, I like, uh, I guess, like, do we, do we, we should, like, set this up, I guess. We're like, uh, do you know the name of the, the writer of this article? I gotta, I didn't look up his uh, name before we did that. Rapplomain1500. 
If it's the Pat, if it's the guy Pat. in the video, then it's Pat Gill. Yeah. So Pat Gill, he came out with this really cool video. Uh, three weeks ago, yeah, three weeks ago. Yeah, like a few weeks ago, give or take. And I, I honestly didn't watch this at first because, uh, well, I'm gonna be honest with you guys. Polygon puts out an article. I usually go, okay, and I move on, and I don't really look at them too much. Uh, no offense to Polygon, or like I guess a similar one would be like IGN. I just usually they'd put out stuff, and I'm like, okay whatever and i move on with my day um but this this was a good one this is really fucking good like honestly like watching this and and seeing the like reaction from it a very good video and like made by a guy who is definitely one of us (laughs) if that makes sense um yeah i so it's like a what 20 minute video 23 minute video yeah about like 20 25 minute video about somebody's like journey into fighting games and being like it's not that hard and you can do it too which like i always appreciate videos like these because i feel like it getting new people into fighting games is is very difficult (laughs) yes it takes time and it especially if you it's hard for people who don't have fighting game friends to get into fighting games i find uh, or like in my case, like it, it took me some time to get into them, and then like once you have a friend who is into a game, it's super easy. To, I think, or it's easier, but it's still like there's a mountain of like, how do I do this on my own? And this video handles it very, very well. It's got a nice list. It's got a good format to it. The my bo- I think it's like ten steps. Yeah, ten steps. Yeah, Bully Patrick's actually pretty funny in it. And like I said, he's one of us, so like he has all the right references and he has all the right recommendations. Okay, there's nine steps, but yeah, basically. Mm-hmm. Uh, what? You, uh, so we've all seen the video, yeah? Yep. We're yep a few times at this point. <laughs> uh, do we? So Garrett, do you want to just go through the steps of of it, and we can all give our own like little takes on all the steps? Yeah, I was thinking like that, like just be able, because like the video itself, I feel like we'll just be regurgitating everything, but I just want to be able to give up our own uh, our own thoughts on each step mm-hmm. and how it applied, and maybe how it applied to us at some point too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I like that. Just since we have a have a full house, right? Today. Okay, so do we want to go ahead and start with the first step then? Yeah, and that's literally just, hey, do you want to play fighting games? Which, I I mean, yeah, I I'll, I I get to start and be like, yeah. Uh, do we? Do, I guess do we want to say how we decided to start. Uh, yeah, because I think we've talked about how we got into them, but I'm one, yeah. but I don't think we've decided talked about how we decided to start playing. I'm like, yeah, I'm gonna actually put time into fighting games. I think for me, it was solely that I bought Street Fighter Four, and I said I want to be good at this game. <laughs> And like, like solely out of the like, my me and my brother were playing it like every other day, and it was just like, well, I just want to get really good at this game, and hopefully like find other people in my school and stuff that were into this game because it was like middle school that I started doing it, if not early high school. And I just like I had like the the weird competitive urge to get good, and then like I got some of my friends to start playing it, and then 
yeah, I think that that was it was just solely like competing with like my sibling with what got me to like really want to play it. And then like, you know, playing online and getting my ass kicked a lot online. And I was like, you know what? I'm tired of losing online. I need to get good. And yeah, I think that that's my basic basically my why I decided to get into them. Okay. Um for me, are we counting like before I started getting like when I wanted to start playing them like casually or when I actually wanted to start playing them? I guess because there's there's two answers and both of them evolve arc system works. I'm not sure, I guess in general playing them, right? Okay, uh yeah, so I think outside of playing like Smash and maybe a little bit of Marvel with Daniel, I didn't really play fighting games too much. Mm-hmm. And then I discovered a game called Blaze Blue Calamity Trigger. That's classic. And I went, and I went. I want to play Blaze Blue. That game looks cool. Just based on watching the intro <laughs> and watching the IGN review and seeing, they'd be like, "Oh, there's also a badass shy guy in this game." I'm like, "Oh, I like shy guys." <laughs> I should play Blaze Blue. And then I bought Blaze Blue. <laughs> And started playing for fun. Yeah, and then Garrett and I played Arakune versus Bang Shishigami for like three years straight. It was awesome. That's quite the matchup, though. That's a fun, like, <laughs> hey, we're two guys learning the game. Let's just play these two characters. Like, you didn't pick Ryu and Ken. You picked, like, Blanca and Necro. Exactly. Listen, Arakune is cool. Yeah, he is cool. Yeah. Um... Oh, I, I uh, knew that he was busted. I'm I'm very surprised that you. Uh, I didn't never thought of you as someone who would pick up Arakune. I picked him just because he looked cool. I'm gonna be real here. Now, if I started playing Blaze, though, I would just pick Jin. I think I want to learn Arakune though. Like unironically, I was thinking about that today. He's fucking fucking gross. He's so cool. I remember when they gave him a Symphony of the Night reference and his win quote in English, and now you can't hear it anymore because <laughs> he doesn't speak English anymore. <laughs> There's just times where he just says, what is a man? What is a man? A miserable... I'm not going to do that. I don't remember the fucking... A miserable secrets, but enough talk. How about you? There you go. Yeah, no, Arakune, Arakune was cool. I, really, I picked him specifically because he looked cool. Mm-hmm. I think it was... I think I talked about it before, but it was him and Hakumen were the characters that I played mostly because they looked cool. Hakumen, I can agree more with that. I mean, yeah. I guess technically I was still playing Jin. Yeah, but that's the you character, Garrett. That's that's you. That's Ice Boy with with a. No, no, I was saying because Hakumen's. Oh dead. yeah, yeah, yeah. I didn't know that. <laughs> that's crazy oh yeah oh wait do you not know, know the, the the worst lore information you could ever do ever i don't know a single thing about blaze blue lore i i like the only thing i remember uh, was playing calamity trigger like arcade mode as Taukaka, and that's pretty much all i got and she eats soup in that game <laughs> all, all you uh like, the easiest way to describe it without like making this super long so we can actually just keep talking about this topic is um Hakuman is Jin from the future who went back to the past and became Hakuman. Cool. Enjoy. <laughs> Enjoy. Yeah, I mean that's that's alright. <laughs> uh I could do more, but I don't want yeah, to. Yeah, I don't want to I don't want to do this episode again. 
Well, we already did an episode called Bad Blaze Blue War. Nice. Well, in that sense, I will, me from the future, will go back to the past uh, and talk about uh, little me. Uh, yeah, so when my dad was growing up, uh, he lived next to, he collected comics and lived next to a bowling alley that had a Street Fighter 2 cabinet. Uh, and then around the time when I was like a toddler, my aunt moved in with us and she had a Super Nintendo. Um, and my dad bought the, like the SNES version of Street Fighter two. Uh, so there's, there's pictures of me like being four years old and like throwing sonic booms. Cause I couldn't do a quarter circle, but I could hold back. Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. And then just, uh, you know, time passes. I just like the, you know, I, I, I just grew up liking Street Fighter two. Um, Skip three because I didn't have a Dreamcast or a PlayStation, uh, and my dad didn't play it because he stopped going to arcades. Mm-hmm. Um, but then uh, when Marvel three came out, my dad was like, "Wait a minute, this game has Ryu and Captain America in it." So he bought it because <laughs> we had a three sixty. So he bought that, uh, and then I started playing that with Garrett, and then also started playing Blaze Blue with Garrett, and then. Uh, yeah, just kind of went from there. I, the first game I actually tried to play competitively, I think, was. I don't know, because I feel like I got really into Marvel Three, but I never really learned like combos or tech for it. Mm-hmm. Like I played that game a lot, like online, and I played the like card game mode, the heroes versus villains mode in in Ultimate Marvel Three. Oh, it was like um, heralds and heralds and heroes. Heroes and heralds. Yeah, I played the shit ton. I, I played that a lot. Um, but I never really got into, I'm trying to remember what the first fighting game I actually like learned a character for. It might've been third strike. Like when I, when fight Kate two came out, I like redownloaded it and I was like, I'm actually going to learn Ken. Cause oh. I, I've like, I played Ken in like a lot of other like Capcom games. Right. And I was just like, I, maybe I should just like learn how to do like confirms and stuff. Mm-hmm. And then, uh, from there I just started like picking a character in all the other games that I've like casually owned. Right. Um, and then, you know, I just started learning like one like that. I've, I've had this list of games that I've like played since like, I don't know, like middle school that I've played like on and off that I, I revisit and like actually learn my main and like try to like actually learn B and B's and stuff. Like the only ones I haven't really touched are like Skullgirls and, uh, I guess herds, but, uh, you know, there, there's a couple in there, but one day I will actually learn how to play Beowulf <laughs> one day. Um, but yeah, and then you know, since then I've just been following recent releases with like Dragon Ball and Guilty Gear and stuff. But mm-hmm. uh, yeah, it it just started by uh, my parents being too poor to buy a console, and then my aunt had her childhood console, and my dad was like, "Well, I can buy a game." Uh, so yeah, that's the vibe. Hell yeah! I can go next. Yeah, hit us. All right, so let's see. Oh, for, so like for me, back in the like fighting games were just like game. So it's like game fighting game. I think uh, technically the first fighting game I played was well Smash, because it was Smash. Everyone played Smash, and so you had to learn Smash if you want to be a cool kid. Right. Around mashing buttons because you're a cool kid. But then then after that, it's like end of Toho in high school. 
playing the toe fighters just as a and I got skull girls because I saw that they had cool supers so I the game five minutes and then realized that I couldn't confirm button <laughs> and uh, quit playing I got calamity trigger because 99 cents or something Game also has cool supers. And then, yeah, I didn't really like games because, like, oh, this game, like, has something. A game. And I never, like, actually, like, anything about it until Under Night. Where I was. Uh, I. Originally learned about Undernight as like the Japanese. Oh, it had cool characters. It had this character in it. Really thought would looked cool. But it's a Japanese only fighting game. Probably never coming to America. So I never really thought about it. <laughs> and then uh, uh, I was really bored one day. I went to the media library. Guess who? King Garrett playing Undernight in the corner, and I'm like. Hold on, that's that one Japanese game. That's really cool. And so he convinced me. Uh, he's like, "Yeah, he, he, you know, game's on Steam. You can just buy it." And he invited me to club. I just played the game by myself. So I met up with Garrett again later, and he convinced me to come to club. You know what? Sure, I'll do it. And then I get came to club, and people were convinced me to play more fighting games. War fighting game. You know, I'm actually like trying to learn fighting game. So I'm picking up whatever game I could. Doing stuff on the internet. Hmm. So I guess Undernight was the first game that I really like into, but I sort of have been getting into a ton of different games. So it all at Whatever. I always consider like Undernight my first game. Mm-hmm. It's it's interesting that I, I I remember being there, not like that in those exact moments, but like it's funny like that's your first one, Brandon. Like, I, I just remember being like, oh, hey, it's a new guy hanging out with you, and I was like playing a lot of Undernight back then. I think we were all playing a ton of Undernight. It's funny to me like that was your first game because I for some reason thought you had played other stuff before that, but. Huh. No, like, yeah, I know. I did, I did, like, casually mess around with uh, Calamity Trigger. Cause I, uh, I did that by playing Arcune in the story mode, and he had one button. So, literally just mash buttons on round stuff. Right. Oh, anything. <laughs> uh,. I, I I never actually cared to like. Wait. All right, uh, Troy, you're the last one that had. That's me. Well, everyone um, knows that Troy was born with a fight stick in his hand. It's true. <laughs> uh, no, I mean, I think I've like kind of explained it before. Uh, I was kind of like just always into fighting games, kind of casually, and then um made some friends that like really introduced me to more like anime fighters and kind of uh took off from there with bb tag and then 
meeting James and Garrett in the media library and James kicking my ass and like me being really competitive was like, all right, I'm going to kick this dude's ass. <laughs> he seems oh, good. Yeah. <laughs> totally forgot because yeah. I didn't remember this and James reminded me much later. Yeah. First thing calendar was in first flight week, I went to the media library and uh, tried to critique his peak. <laughs> Got him off. Yeah. Oh, yeah. classic. That's a classic. Oh, oh, oh man. Oh. Okay. Sorry, go back. Get back into it, Troy. Oh, uh, that was it. Now we're Hi. dating. Bro, it's pretty cool. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, it's, I think, yeah, we all kind of got into, like, it's fun to hearing everyone else's, like, origin story and how we're all different, but, like, we all kind of get to that same point where, like, we have friends who are all playing, and we want to play with our friends. Uh, yeah. and that, I think that's, like, a big thing. It's, like, once you find your community, the game so I can way more competitive. I can toot my own horn and say that I'm a common threat in four of these people. Yeah, you are my friend. That's true. You know what's something that is, uh, baffling to me is that, um... Brandon mes mentioned Smash Bros. and I didn't. Yeah, right? <laughs> I just completely forgot. My first competitive was... game was Brawl. <laughs> like... yeah, same, same. Oh, like, no, I, no. I was tempted to be competitive in Smash 4, but, like, it was at the same time that I was learning Unite, and, like, I just preferred the fighting game community. The Smash community was too big. I was... Right. So I just stopped playing yeah. Oh, yeah. I did for the mention though that the other, the game that I actually wanted to get good at was the uh, Ultimax. Oh yeah. I think Martial Art Narukami. I think the game I tried to get good at first was Four, was Street Fighter Four, oh. and then was Smash for a while because everyone else, all my friends, all wanted to actually play. Yeah. Oh, it was MK9. No, I was playing a ton of MK9 trying to get good at that game. MK9 and Injustice, like I like. I was like playing those games a lot online, and my terrible Wi-Fi internet was never good enough. And it was always like, "This sucks. I'll never enjoy playing this game online." But when I could get a good game, I was like, "Oh fuck yeah!" I used to play a ton of those games, trying to be good at them. And then you know, Smash, because everyone was playing Smash. Yeah. Uh, I totally forgot because it's been so long. But I actually, and at the UNT Media Library, they didn't have any fighting games. Except for original P4A, <laughs> I remember that because when I when I first played the P4A U, because I played Chie in P4A, I played Chie. I accidentally did Herculean Strike, and I immediately said, "I'm never touching this game." God. <laughs> okay, so the next part, the next step, is something that's like so simple but i'm gonna re re-ask the question because the second step is pick a game which which literally boils down to pick whatever the fuck you want now right which it i think was the best like response to that question like i've seen it i mean that's also our response just pick whatever you yeah, want I've yes specific like preferably with rollback but that's not the end of the world if you don't mm -hmm. But just pick whatever you want. Yeah. However, what makes you guys pick a game? Oh, it's characters. Like play one. It's characters and gameplay. Like, I'm very much a feel gamer. Where like 
if the game doesn't feel fun to touch and do stuff in, then like I'm not playing it. Like Street Fighter Four, like I remember first playing it, and like yeah, there's like an awkward stint to like you know figuring out movement and motions and stuff. But like once I got, but, like the game moved and felt good. Like I like just throwing out like light punch. Obviously, like, this makes sense. Like I get it. The feel it and the like uh, just have like, I I don't I can't really describe it. Really, just game feel like works for me. And that, like, like that's what makes me pick my games. Like, does the game feel fun to play? And do I, like, have a character that I want to learn more about, you know? If, if, if the game doesn't feel good and there's not a character I want to jump into, what am I doing? And, like, I think the only times that I, I've, like, really just avoided games were, like, like, Virtual Fighter or, like, MK11 are just like games like i tried and i was like you know what there's a cool character in here but like i just can't get into the feel of the game you know like i something's off or um i think mkx for a while until some of the dlc came out i was like i can't i can't play this game like it just doesn't feel right um that's that's what makes me pick games like i said game feel and, and having a cool character to want to learn yeah i so- can i can mirror that i sorry i just mine's the exact same so i figured i'd just go next um but like it's always either characters or game feel or both where it's like you know i wanted to play project m because it felt good and bowser was good in that one and right that that was all i needed or like you know guilty gear looks dope all of the characters look cool i want to learn any of them like that was cool but then like you know, I I tend to avoid like games that are for properties that I have nothing to do with. Like uh, Injustice, I'm just not interested in any of them, and the gameplay doesn't look like I'd enjoy it that much. So it's just like I just don't even touch it. Right. Um. But yeah, just like I I could not have been more excited for a game like Dragon Ball Fighter Z when that got announced. Like mm-hmm. every single character in that game looked dope, and they were from Dragon Ball. So it was like I right. I already want to learn everything about this. Mm-hmm. Um, I would say like the game feel of that game being rather loose and like everyone's got cool longer combos that you can do really was appealing to me. Like, yeah. Oh, it's fun to learn this game, you know? Yeah. Like it was already fun, like in the beta, like I was right. just, like, I'm, I'm stoked for this. Like that was cool. I think the only time that game feel has sort of trumped characters for me has been when I, when I learned Unist, it was strictly just because the game flowed well and it felt cool to play, but like, I didn't necessarily care about any of the characters in Unist at all. I thought Big Hand Man was pretty cool looking, but I played him and he was like the turbo slow grappler. Right. I'm like not always into those. Um, which, is, which is funny. That's why I just got to play Inkadu. Yeah, well, I was going to say that was the opposite, which is like I only wanted to play. I was like, who's this guy? Because I, I yeah. remember looking at Undernight and being like, this game looks stupid. I don't like any of these characters. It Like there's too much shit on the screen. I don't get this grid thing. No one looks cool. And then Enkidu showed up. I was like, fuck this guy. I started hitting buttons. I'm like, all right, this this guy is where I need to be. And like, I learned the game like solely to be Enkidu. You must be on the Enkidu. Basically. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, you? just... Oh, my bad. I, I was just going to conclude and say the exact same thing. So, anyway, go ahead. <laughs> um, so, for me, it's like... Casually, I mentioned, like, I pick games. Oh, they had something that looked really cool. Mm-hmm. Character whose design really stuck out. Uh, and, but, like, now, of course, having played a lot of... 
100% go off how does a game feel when you play it because I have figured out I don't know if I've exactly figured it out but I've more figured out now than what I enjoy in the game mm-hmm. uh, and but I, I do think there's the idea of you limit yourself with a game of especially like you have you should also know what game you do like i don't want to discourage anyone from picking a hard i do want to say that if you're picking a harder like there's like if anyone tries to tell you that all games are just as easy each other if you try hard that's that's just not true things are innately have more more difficult stuff and uh, that doesn't mean that you can't or shouldn't play the game that you want to play the game that looks feel nice so much as uh, it, you should like I don't think you should like general yourself into just playing one game like if, if you play a game Mess around with other games while you're working on them. so that you, uh, playing lots of different games helps you get better and you because you'll get burned out if you oh for sure that's that's more of a bit of advice from experience I guess of playing a couple really hard games I found it easier to focus on enjoying them. By not playing them constantly, right? <laughs> yeah. So I agree. Pick pick the game that you think looks cool, and if you think it feels good, stick with it. But don't just limit yourself to grinding out one game. That's right. that's my conclusion. Yeah, for sure. Like try things out. You know, all like definitely don't don't only get stuck in one thing. I agree. Troy Garrett. I like games if they have uh, if they have Gatling. <laughs> I like Gatling a lot. I like going A B C D because it makes sense. Right. I am more inclined to play a game that has like Gatling or a Magic series than one that doesn't. Like, hmm. I think literally the only game that I play right now that isn't like that is KOF, and that's it. Right. Melty Blood has Gatling. I mean, Guilty Gear technically has Gatling. <laughs> um, Central Fiction has Gatling. Ultimax pretty much has Gatling, depending on the character you play. If you're playing Norokami, it does. Mm-hmm. So, like, that's what my that's the type of game feel I like is being able to go from button to button and just go like bop, 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 bop. Right. Or just like that instant, like instant gratification of yeah, you're you're building a combo already by pressing buttons. Cool characters is also another reason, which is why they played Blaze Blue for like ten years. Mm-hmm. But yeah, that's just me. Just I like Gatling. I you know I I've that makes total sense. You know, like knowing you and playing with you for so many years, just being like, you know what, Garrett does only play Gat- like Gatling games or games that have Gatling like systems. <laughs> I get it. It just makes sense to my mildly autistic brain of oh. Press one button, goes into another. Uh-huh. 
Um, for me, it's definitely a uh, characters and aesthetic of the game. Mm-hmm. Um, I I don't know like how really to describe it. I like maybe artsy games. I think Rambo is pretty. Uh, I don't know what that aesthetic it has going on, but I like that. Whatever it has, that's Troy Date. Yeah, fantasy. Yeah, the, um, yeah fantasy. The, or the Final Fantasy Tactics aesthetic, since it's the same artist. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> there we go. Anime fantasy. So what you're telling me, Troy, is you would go Gaga over a Sword Art Online fighting game. Shut up, no. I mean, <laughs> well, also played in it's anime, it's anime okay. fantasy, but it's um, <laughs> anime like steampunk. Ah, uh, okay. Uh, or however you would call it, with like airships and like all that other and guns uh, and stuff. Like not like it's not strictly hard fantasy. Yeah, I'd be down with that. No, that's what I'm saying. What Grand Blue? Oh, is. oh, yeah, 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 exactly. Like Cloudpunk, I guess. Yeah, something like that. All right, fair, fair. I guess so we move on to the next, the next step, right? Yeah, which is uh, a fun one. Uh, gearing up. So, uh, how, how do you is, want to approach this one? Um, I would say play a controller that you want to. Like bare minimum, start with a pad and go from there. I don't think this is really one where we can like go to each person because I'm pretty sure all of us use either a controller or some type of fight stick, whether it be one with a knob or one that is literally just buttons. Right. Yeah. So that's not much, but I do think that you should probably start with a pad of some kind. Mm-hmm. I'd recommend an Xbox One one just because it's the easiest one to get. Right. But you can do literally whatever. But I think you should start with one and then go from there. If you want to buy a stick afterwards, buy it. But wait, because sticks are expensive. Mm -hmm. Even like decent ones that are like, quote unquote, beginner sticks like a Quanba is still like $70. Right. That's an investment. $70, $80. It's it's an investment. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I would say like for someone that's just getting into fighting games, if they have... A controller already available just use whatever it is if they have a keyboard you don't need a hitbox uh just get a remote keyboard and like an adapter those things right. exist um it's like i was on keyboard i ended up borrowing ps4 controllers and learning ps4 controllers but like i know didn't chuck show up with a keyboard to the first dragon balls tournament yeah he did. He did. Time, so it's like you don't really need yeah. to do that though like if you have friends that are willing to lend you controller that's yeah, really cool. as far as i know he had a keyboard yeah of course there's always the more expensive upgrade for i mean upgrade the more expensive option for something that's more um like scientifically ergonomic and whatever whatever like and you can choose to decide if you want the fancy new big thing that uh, that everyone else is using, mm-hmm. but it's just there's there's not really any sort of like correlation with that and, and actually being able and to like, play the game. Yeah, you can play also, the game with whatever uh, you have. Buyer beware! If you decide to get into stick and side or hitbox, and you have never used either, whether in an arcade setting or whatever, you're gonna have to relearn your game. Oh, basically, yeah. yeah. For sure. Like, you're going to have to relearn your game. I had to relearn literally everything when I sw- swapped to uh, Hitbox. Yeah. 
I will say, um, I'm I am not someone to be followed in any situation when it comes to this advice because I played on controller entirely until like my last year of high school. I graduated like, like the the year I was going to graduate. I went to Evo and I bought a fight stick at Evo, which is like my Evo stick that you guys have all seen before. Uh, besides Daniel, I don't know if Daniel's seen my fight stick before. That's not like a euphemism. Uh, but it's I bought my Evo stick and like there was a slight learning curve, but like honestly, like my brain just was wired to play on a like buttons here, whole hand to dedicated to movement. Like thumbs were, did not work for me ever. Like playing on an Xbox controller felt weird, and even like playing like Smash on a on a GameCube controller always feels a little weird to me, just because like the triggers are odd and like that like my i find that i use the triggers more often because like those are my primary fingers and not my thumbs um but like I, for me like playing on a fight stick just feels more natural and like i played a lot of arcade growing up so like that just felt like i needed like getting that made me like oh i can find like play the games how i've always wanted to play but you know that's not everybody and i i i'm not like I said, I don't want people to follow my thing, but like the, just my personal story of like getting a fight stick like made me like get I think better, in that like I finally was playing comfortably. I guess what I'm trying to say is just like find what you find comfortable, which like, uh, like I've known a lot of people who've been playing on stick for a long time and then they get into uh hitbox and they're like, oh, I'm finally comfortable playing. Like it makes sense within all buttons, not just lever and buttons, you know. Uh, yeah, that's me for sure. I. uh just doing, I I was never able to do a lot of motion inputs consistently on on a stick. Like the, I was able to play Dragon Ball like really consistently on a stick, but that's because that game only has quarter circles and like right. Nothing. Um, but like, like, like just weird things, right? Like I could never do sure you can, but if I was facing left, right? Mm, like I just got, yeah. it just wouldn't come out. Um, and or like double quarter circles for supers, like just the, nothing would come out. Mm. And then uh. And yeah, just because I have weak wrists, so, you know, just actually doing that, the whole movement, like, it, you know, it would physically hurt me to play for more than, like, 30 minutes. Mm-hmm. So, you know, getting into, get it, ha- having a hitbox just makes me able to play longer and I'm more consistent. The only thing that I will say is a bummer is that playing grapplers on a hitbox is lame, because, like... It's unfun. It's not, it's, not only is it unfun, but it's just not doable. Like, I can't do, I can't do a 360 on a hitbox. Like, I don't think I ever will. <laughs> like, I, it's... The, the mind does not map to the controller in a way that like makes sense to do motion commands and and there's some other characters that just don't work that way either like in my brain like I I have a really hard time playing gold Lewis in strive because I can't do any of the typhoons that start or end in an up movement mm-hmm. um just because like that button on a hitbox doesn't correlate to up but it does correlate to jump uh so like I don't know that like that's a me problem right and that's like you know I that's something that I would need to relearn and overcome if I really wanted to play that character. Thankfully I don't. Um, but like you know if I ever want to play Zangief seriously, then I'd have to probably whip out the pad. I get it. I get yeah. it though. Uh, Troy, any any thoughts on the controller? The controller um, conversation. Not too much. Like I started on a pad and like I've which to stick pretty quickly when I was getting into fighting games. Um, and I'm very happy I did. I don't know what it was. Uh, but like, I just, even trying to react to overheads with like down back to up, it felt like I was reacting, but like I wasn't getting the input. And 
I was still new, so it was probably just like again user like just my own uh error. But like as soon as I swapped the stick, it just felt more natural uh doing inputs. So for me, like it's all like you know your preference. But for me, I'm definitely like glad I did. Um, it just felt a lot more natural like playing fighting games. Right. All right. So uh, we have the next step, step four, which is uh, pipe check. Which literally translates to have a good internet connection. True. Please. True. Everyone will hit you if you don't. Right, basically. Uh, There's not a lot to add to that. Like, technically, the step doesn't apply to you if you play locally because you don't need your connection when you play locally. Right. But if you're playing online, try to have a good internet connection. And if your internet connection is not great, then try playing games with rollback. Yeah. Or yeah, so I'll help a little bit. Yeah, like, and it helps, but not oh. mm -hmm. uh, there's a there's a great cheat to this, which is um if you go into any Ethernet. any major store, there's a thing called an Ethernet cable. You can buy literally up to like fifty feet long and just plug your console into an Ethernet port. And you know, some might say, Well now I have this big long cord in my apartment. Fun fact, you can unplug the cord when you're done. Uh, and yeah. it's just it's just a quote unquote a half a minute of work, thirty seconds of work to plug it in. I do it literally every day though. Like it's not a big deal. It's just something that you got to do, and it makes such a difference and help or not such, but it makes a good difference. Yeah, and people will hate you less. Uh -huh. My my excuse for why I went without Ethernet for so long and. Heads up, I didn't really play fighting games during the time that I was at my parents' house. It was because I was at my parents' house. Oh, yeah. That, that, and, and I didn't. They didn't. I am my, the so. same. And then I bought a... Essentially, it's a Ethernet adapter. Mm. It lets me plug it into anything that's near, near... I can plug it in near my... So, like, my router is, like, literally on the other side of the house. Mm-hmm. And there's already a bajillion wires into it, but I was able to plug in a adapter next to it, plug in an Ethernet cable there, plug that in, and then plug this thing into here. And now I have like stable-ish internet. Like I was able to play Grand Blue of Troy with this wired up without too much problems. I don't think. That's interesting. There, there are ways to solve internet. Try, try to have good internet if you yeah, can. Good, good internet. Um, next one is step five which is choose your fighter uh this which can succinctly be boiled down to pick whoever looks cool to you i think this is the best advice in the entire thing uh if not one or two of the best like there's another one that he says later but i like this advice a lot of just like just pick a character that looks cool and i really like his story he tells with you know he picks soul because he's like i'm gonna play the basic character and learn the game and be a, play someone who's strong and he didn't have any fun and he's like then i picked potemkin and was having the best time ever like truly picking characters that you think are cool and that you actually want to learn completely change how you feel about a fighting game in my case like i did not like like i said earlier i did not like undernight until i was like oh hey that's enkidu who the fuck is this and then now that's like one of my favorite games to play just because enkidu so like yeah like pick a character that looks cool i can't agree with yeah. this more i'm gonna be honest i don't know if i would play garo that much if rock howard didn't exist right <laughs> gonna be real <laughs> um i agree to an extent i don't know like 
most of the times I agree with this. Um, and then I remember like how long it took me to get into Exert because I wanted to play Ram really bad, but like that is a very unorthodox character. Uh, that is very hard, and she's really bad if you're not doing like playing her perfectly. That she requires you to play. Um, and it took me like forever to uh, realize that like I should probably just not play this character right now. Learn the game um, through someone else. And then I found like Sin, and I even like you know I did play Shoto. I played like Kai a little bit just to like really understand the fundamentals of the game. And I don't think you have to play Shoto like he was saying, but um, it definitely makes it easier to learn fundamentals. Um, or even with like Sin, it was pretty like. This is also kind of a weirder character, but like I'm actually playing the game when I'm playing him because it's like an easy character to get into, and then you like understand his like deeper mechanics. Mm-hmm. Uh, Dude, we're gonna just do what I did and play Raven. Yeah, I think Raven's another one of those characters. It's pretty easy uh, to pick up, but he also has like some deeper stuff. He has like a pretty simple toolkit to learn though. Yeah. So I I mostly agree. Troy, I'm just gonna like echo the same thing with like if you're fighting game mode. Um, you should try to play the character that you want. Yeah, but I don't I, think I, it's gonna work out like he, he. It's not always gonna work out like he said in his story because he's a grappler, and grappler players just play grappler. They don't enjoy anything else. They are just grappler minded. That's that's the only on, thing that man. brain can focus on is grappler. Grappler, grappler, grappler minded. Like, come on, come on, man. Sorry, like I'm, I'm a grappler uh, hater. hater. That's uh, <laughs> that's gonna be my name for this episode now. That's fine. I'm I'm anti grappler, oh, but anyways, <laughs> but just like sometimes you will play characters that you're like, man, I want to play this character, but something just isn't clicking. And that's fine, but if you really want to play them, try playing someone else. In most games, there's going to be more than one character. It doesn't have to be the simplest character. Just find another character that you like and see if maybe it works better with Because mm-hmm. if it's like an execution with the character thing, or if it's something going on with like, I, I don't feel like I'm living up to this character's potential, and it's making me feel bad about my own gameplay. Like, why quit playing and not say? It's True. because I didn't feel that I was playing Nanase right and that I was doing a disservice to Nanase by sort of playing her in a really bad way because I didn't feel like I was good at her. I just switched to another character. I started playing Mika, and while I haven't been playing the game as much, I've sort of been in a slump, especially because, you know, uh, it doesn't have really online, but I do think that it did help me a lot. When I was really, really against the game, I sort of do enjoy it a bit more because I'm not playing just one character over and over again and sort of burning myself out uh, with like a character that I've, I'm frustrated with. So it's like, yes, play the character that you want, but also understand that sometimes you won't be able to play the character that you want how you want because some characters are harder than others. And if that happens, then don't give up. Just You can play another character, do something a little different, and then come back with 
Either facts. I I agree with this too. Oh, All right. That, that's 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 the end of that. No, oh, yeah. I, Brandon speaking from the heart. I I agree. Sometimes there's characters that are like really like I only want to play this guy, and then like you play him, and it's just not what you. It's not fun. Right, you might not even know you want your character either. Right. Right. It's too good. So normally it is pick the coolest character, but like Undernight. Um, well, Uni only played Hyde, but, like, besides Hyde, and when Eunice came out, I picked Phonon, because Phonon looked cute. I'm like, oh, she's cute. I want to play her. And then I played Gordo one time in the media library, and I went, oh, I fucking love this dude. Uh-huh. <laughs> and now I play Gordo. Mm-hmm. It's good to experiment. Try things out. Don't don't force yourself to only play one character, but be open to the idea of other people being cool. <laughs> yeah. But try to gravitate towards the characters you think are cool and then go from right. there. Uh, step six is learn how to play. Um, no, thank you. Do not use the game. <laughs> I'm going to be honest here. Most fighting games kind of have trash tutorials who teach you nothing. Yeah. I'd say yeah. it's more of a know the limits of what the game is. Like, if you're playing Undernight then yes, use the game's tutorial. If you're playing Herds, 100% that is the best tutorial I've seen in a fighting game. But like, if you're playing DNF, don't. Don't even bother. It's not worth your time. <laughs> uh, so it's just like, you have to, for this one, you sort of have to know the game, which I think in all cases, looking for help outside of the game is just always helpful. And... Sometimes they'll be able to advise you on, yeah, no, the tutorial actually is good. You should go play that first. Yeah, I... I Another thing is um, guides are literally everywhere now Mm -hmm. due to the concept of the internet with fighting games now. So you can just look up, uh, oh man, I want to play Persona 4 in Ultimax. Too bad the tutorial kind of sucks. How can I learn how this game works? Oh, Persona 4 Arena Ultimax Guide. Boom. Oh, wow. Lord Knight has a video on how to play Ultimax. Mm-hmm. And he's like one of the tippy-toppy players of Ultimax. Boom. There, there there, you go. Yeah. And sometimes that isn't the case, because sometimes you'll find like an, a turbo niche game that doesn't get a lot of play. Mm-hmm. At that point, you'll have to do the Cardinal Sin and join a Discord. Which? Or find a, a Google. Yeah. Oh, man. The Google well, Doc. Most of the time with those games, you have to join Discord mostly for the, uh, just to get a game. Right. Because they don't have, like, native online in the game. And you have to, like, um, you have to download a special online. And on top of that, if you want to, if you learn the game, you understand how it works, and you're learning your character, wikis are kind of godlike in OD. Yeah. Yes. 100%. Like, every most games usually have a wiki of some kind. Most. That's the keyword. So, like, any Arc System Works developed game or game that had Arc System Works help in it is on Dustloop. Mm-hmm. If you're wanting to learn a French bread game or literally any other, like, weirdo anime game that's not French bread, mm-hmm. go to Mizumi. And I believe, I think it's Shoryuken is the name of the wiki that does Capcom stuff. Yep. And then, yeah, do that if you want to learn, like, Marvel or anything Street Fighter related. 
And even then, just like having a move list open while you play is like insane. It's like so nice because like it, especially since it tells you what it does. Because most fighting games just give you a move list. Like yeah, here's Hadouken. I'm not gonna tell you how it works. I'm not gonna show you. I guess if you're learning Tekken, it's less useful. But like, uh, like I mean, with Tekken, you can look up a guide usually, and they'll tell you, hey, here's the best moves for your character out of the eighty. Yeah. Learn these. Mm -hmm. It's. Uh, it's definitely like uh, I like guides a lot. I found that guides have always been the way. Like if I'm really trying to learn a character, watch a few guide videos. Yeah, that's what I've been doing with uh, Ken. Oh yeah. Been watching like a Ken guide to give me the basics because he's like, listen, Ken is really complicated. So I'm not just gonna give you like four or five combos like I do with all the other characters I've done. I'm gonna go step by step. Right. And we're gonna slowly put a combo together that'll become the BMB you need to learn. Mm-hmm. Persona Ken, not Street Fighter Ken. Dear listener, yeah. don't don't worry. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, yeah. So yeah, I think if you if you really want to learn a game, then yeah, I think the first thing you actually should do is just look up the name of your game and wiki. I have never I have seen games with like an active player base of like sub fifteen people, of like sub ten people, and these games have like massive wikis that detail all the frame all the frame all the moves all like they have strategies bnbs they have everything they have videos they have replay data folders that you can literally put the replay data into the folder where the game is and they'll have replays of people doing combos they'll have like links to the discords they'll have links to like high level gameplay like i, I cannot stress enough the first step is to look up to the wiki and if you want, you can go to the Discord. Yeah, that's yeah. that is my advice. That I I agree with that a lot. <laughs> uh, right. yeah. Okay, I think that's all I got to say on that. Do you have anything to add, Mr. Probius? Um, nothing that y'all haven't said. I just personally think like KI, especially like, is really good with that. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, Kai does have a really, actually, like a genuinely good tutorial. Yeah, agreed. And uh, also, also a really great, like, wiki in general. Yeah, yeah, that's what I was going to say. The Kai unfill is, like, one of the best things ever. Because mm-hmm. you can take a quiz and it says, literally play this character. Right. Love that. More fighting games should have that in the fucking opening of the game. <laughs> yeah. Do a mystery, do a Pokemon mystery dungeon quiz, and it's like, oh yeah, you can, you should play Munchlax. Oh my god, you're a Totodile. <laughs> you're totally a Totodile. That that was always my favorite part of the Pokemon mystery dungeon games is the quizzes at the beginning. I am like, same. <laughs> I will defend Super Mystery Dungeon, but it kills me so much that that game doesn't have it. Uh, it does yeah. it? What? What's That's the point, unbelievable. Right? That's yeah. Yeah. Ah. Uh. I remember being a kid and tr- like, how do I get to be this certain Pokemon? And I, I oh, tried yeah. so fucking hard because like, I didn't do the internet yet. You you always okay yeah you, you always do it correctly. You get it. Don't like your decision. And I just cheated. And then you just brute force what you want. You just yep. keep doing random stuff till you get what you want. Basically, I will say that I think every time I did it, I always got the weirdo pick because I think Meowth was the first character I got. I'm like, are you fucking kidding oh, me? I could never get those. I, I think I, I think my first time playing it, I got Grovile, which is what I wanted. 
And I was like, all right, sick. And then I was like, all right, I want to play a different Pokemon. And I was just like, I kept getting like Totodile. I was like, I don't want this guy. Can I be anyone else, please? Please? And I, it, it just kept happening. I think I, I, I can't remember who I was trying to get back then. I think it was Pikachu, but I don't remember with years. You're too smart. I can't believe her. Uh, I'm a Pikachu man. Anyway, um, so the next two steps are basically like conjoined, mm-hmm. which is fight a human and the struggle, which basically it's just yeah. Play online, play people. This this is the the part of the video I've related to the most that I like I get it of like I have so much anxiety playing online ranked game or playing most fighting games the first time online. I spend so much time just in the training mode trying to like feel like I'm good enough at the game and I don't I like I get scared to be like, well, time to boot up the game and get my ass beat and it it's always like intimidating and scary, but then you know, once you're in the mix of it and you, you realize that you can lose a game and it's no big deal, uh, yeah. that's when, you, like, things just feel great, you know? Where you're like, oh, finally. I'm just, like, booting up the game just to go play games. I don't really care about what's going on, you know? The second you stop caring about your rank is the second you'll have more fun. I agree. Oh. Yeah, for, for me, it was never, like, I've never losing so much because, like, I've always wondered, like, I, like beginners are really like tournament, like have tournament phobia. I've always wondered, like, why tournaments are like the best thing you can do as a beginner is go out Agreed. there and like you lose your first match, it might feel bad, but then next match you're in loser side bracket against some other bottom ranked player, exactly. and it's like a really good way to get someone up. Your- mm-hmm. Yeah, I. I, ha- I think, yeah, me going to tournaments, I was always like, I have to win. I have to do well. I put in so much work to be good, and then I'll lose. And then, like, I would get sad, but then, like, after going to, like, four or five locals, you're just like, wait, this is the point. You, I need to just, like, I need to work work up and get better and better. And, like, having that, like, get results. Like, my results will never have never really been great in a tournament setting. But, like, there's something nice about like seeing the little bits of progress between sets and being like, Oh yeah, I'm supposed to be getting like, this is a journey, not like a destination kind of thing, you know? I think my personal like problem with, I don't know if anyone else has this, but I have a little bit of social anxiety to the point where I won't join any discord. If the game is like even somewhat of a big game, like the only games that I have discords in are like, really, really tiny, like, less than 100 active people. Um, like, honestly, less than, like, 50 active people are the games that I'm a part of. Because I I find it hard to, like, go out and ask people for games, which is also why I do tournaments, because you don't have to ask anyone for a game. That's what they're always to play the game. Right. But, like, um, I do think that tournaments help with, like, that, especially in, like, smaller... Um, Community, sometimes people don't show up for casuals very much. It's hard to get games, but, you know, everyone shows up for the tournament. So that's a good place to get games. But, yeah, um, also also do sign for tournaments because it also helps you get noticed in the community and people will, like, know you as, yeah, I've, I've seen that person. They show up for tournaments. They, like, participate in the community. Mm-hmm. And then that's how you can sort of, like, go around and be like, yeah, I'm part of the community now. You don't want to play casuals with me? 
Maybe that's just me. And no. Not not being brave enough to just go up and ask random people who I've never talked to before to play casuals with me. No, you're 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 totally right. I get you. I'm I'm also like a, a Discord like something about Discords are hard for me, and I don't I don't know. Just it's a weird headspace that I, I get in. I get myself into. But like, it's good to like you just have to go to events, meet people, talk to people, and start building that like friend like. Not even like friendship, just like simply like, hey, we're all here just kind of hanging out and playing video games. And like, you just start playing more video games and, you know, get better that way. I think like, yeah, that's what I've enjoyed most about Look was like not even the the competitive aspect of it. I just like, you know, hanging out with the homies, uh, getting games in. Mm -hmm. It's, yeah. And like, Troy, you started Local, which is sick. Yeah. I'm proud of you. I'm so proud of you. You do that. Yeah, it's fun. Mm-hmm. Um, what was I gonna say? Um, yeah, and what would the uh the other half of this, which is like struggle, or is it called struggle? Yeah, yeah. It, this is the the whole point of the fighting game genre uh, is the struggle mm-hmm. and learning that like is to not get like depressed when you lose, but to be like, all right, I need to work and get better. And like watching replays and and you know actually doing all the the important things that require of you to get better at a game, like that's the real shit. And like I this is why I like fighting games a lot. This might have been my favorite part of the video. Him explaining this stuff. Like this is why I'm still playing him because like I I want to get to that point where I'm just having like I'm good, but also like I have fun getting to good. If that makes sense, you know. Yeah. Uh, but do you guys have but, any other comments on this, these two steps? I think we've said a good bit so far. But also, don't don't beat yourself up when you don't get good. Everyone, yeah. I don't know. It is probably like a really bad. But I think of everyone has different potentials. A lot of people will learn a lot quicker. I've just accepted that I I don't have the most amazing potential. Uh, maybe I limit myself, but just like sometimes I get upset when it's like. Man, I practice a lot. I, I like so, like sometimes when a game comes out, I'll put like a hundred hours in it in the first week or something, and then it's like someone else picks up the game the same day and they just start beating me up. And it's like, man, I, I tried so hard. You just gotta. You really want to get good at a game, you know? That's going to happen. You're going to fight people. You don't always know their fighting game background, or sometimes they just maybe the game just clicks with them better. Right. And you can't let that get to you. You just gotta. Say it is about me getting better and me improving, and it's not about how I compare. So yeah, when the struggle gets hard, just know that you're still getting better, hopefully. Mm -hmm. I think it's really good to recontextualize losing too. If you're in that kind of headspace where it's like you know you're you're wanting to get better, but you know you don't really know what to do about it, because like. I, I really enjoy like single player games that are really difficult. Um uh, like I I if you ask some of my friends like why I play a game like Spelunky, they just say it's because I'm a freak. Um but <laughs> you are a, a freak, lot of though. I am Spelunky's a super cool game. Though. Spelunky and Spelunky two are some of the best designed games of all time. And they they're very similar to fighting games in the way that they live in my mind. Um just because like they 
they're games that the pro like there's no save file basically it's in either of those games like sure some games you can unlock characters i guess in both of those games that's pretty much the only progression besides like an online rank in fighting games but like the the like exp and the like progression of both games are that your save file is what is in your head like you you learning the game is the like story mode of like fighting games so like you know every, every and similar to like you know like any any kind of FromSoft Dark Souls set like same thing right like it's about learning patterns and it, it's about like recontextualizing a recontextualizing a loss into a learning moment every single time right like what if you're really frustrated about a loss then there's no point to just like get upset about it and it's always just like what can you take away from that getting a takeaway from something is always important right like just right. what what can you gain from that so any 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 time that i i think pat mentions this in the video too where it's like being matched up against someone in casuals and like losing 20 times in a row is can be just as fun as winning and like trying out new things on someone who's worse than you right because that 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 person that you're playing against is a valuable resource and that they know how to play the game better than you and you can steal stuff from them like you can oh, yes you can learn how to do things and you can you know if you if you have exhausted your resources as far as wikis and guides go and you know that stuff isn't clicking then just like talking to somebody who's better than you and just like just trying to figure out like one thing at a time like what is some what is something that someone is doing better than you so much so that they're beating you like maybe really badly and just like trying to take things from other people and mishmashing them into your own unique play style. I think that's one of the best things about the the struggle part of the experience is trying right. to to recontextualize things that you can gather from opponents and make them your own. It's a really unique part of fighting games and and other games that are difficult to an extent too, but fighting games in particular. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Actually, yeah. I, I there's, there's a point here to be made that I just thought of. Because when you mentioned Spelunky being like fine games, I first thought as well, yeah, but Spelunky's entirely RNG-based. But then I remember a quote from one of the best Spelunky plays, which is, yeah, the game's entirely RNG-based, but the more you play it, the more you're going to recognize situations. And you may just, like, lose because of something RNG. But the more you play, the more you're going to recognize when things might come up. What are the possible things that could go wrong? And you'll know how to avoid it, how to react when things go wrong. And that's how top players are able to consistently do insane challenges in a game that's super RNG. And, like, you can honestly say, like, maybe your opponent's movements are RNG. You can't predict them. But, like, but like just you you got to remember that, yeah, you're getting better the more you play. You're, you're, even if you don't realize it, you're learning, like, what are the things that could happen in these situations? What could I do again? And so you're like, you're gathering this data, even if it feels like sometimes your losses are out of your control. Sometimes you just stare each other down. You both push a button at the same time and your opponents win. Mm-hmm. It's like, well, nothing I could have done there. But, you know, sometimes you do learn something from stuff like that. Right. I mean... <laughs> I yeah I agree. It's it's all about just like learning. I don't want to use the word the flow chart, but like X happens. How do you respond? And it's all about like the fight, like the fighting game experience is learning like what's the best way to respond to something while also doing your own game plan. And even then, like the opposite is like what do I do? What can they possibly respond to? Blah blah blah. You know, it's just building up that like response and and uh, 
engagement. I, I don't know. I can't think of a good word for it, but yeah, I agree. I, there, there is something to be said here about those two kind of being connected. I like that analogy. Um, I can't remember what I was going to say. I had something I was going to say earlier that one of you was, one of you two were talking about. Oh, the um, losing 20 sets or like playing like a big 20 round set and you're like losing every single time. Like, like playing at someone who's better than me is what I, I want. And like playing a 20, I, I love getting into like a, this guy's just going to, I'm going to play one person for 20 games and I'm going to learn this matchup. Like I live for that stuff and I love to do that. Like I, back when I was in uh, Dallas and doing the like with the club and everything, I just remember playing literally like 20 game sets with people. Cause I'm just like, I just want to learn just like I'm playing Enkidu and I'm playing against Corey and it's fucking Akatsuki. And I remember playing like 50 games of just like, I know this matchup. I need to know this matchup. And just like playing that over and over and over again. Uh, it's fun. It's like truly like where I get all my fun from fighting games. It's finding like super long sets with people. So, just yeah, yeah, the right. last thing I want to say on this topic is uh, to contextualize this, uh, I watched several reactions, like four or five different people reacting to this. And one of it, I think, was maybe Sonic Soul mentioned actually something very similar to this, which is when you're just jumping into matches, when you're trying to cram in these matches, you need to make sure that you understand what is going on and why you're losing. And my advice is if you don't understand, sometimes just ask. Like, right. sometimes it's okay to just ask, like, hey, I, I don't really know why this thing worked out for me this time, but then this time, like, you can just just go ask someone. Because, like, doing 100 game sets, doing, like, a first to 100 that goes, you know, uh, a couple hours long, if you don't know what's going on, you're not going to get much unless you really enjoy it. If you just want to enjoy it, then go ahead. But if you want to, like, learn from it, you got to know what's going on during those several hours of playing. Or, you know, if it's just, like, a first to five, you just make sure you know what's going on and don't be afraid to ask. All right, that, that's all I got for that. Uh, Garrett Troll, you guys got anything to say on this? Um, I don't know if it's super, super on topic, but, uh, just, like, general advice of, like, getting into, like, the scene, you know, is, uh, do not have an ego. <laughs> Please, God, you're, like, I think it's kind of already been mentioned, but, like, you're not gonna enjoy your time at all if, like, you're expecting to, like, be really good, uh, or thinking you're gonna be the best because, like, I don't know, you're doing well at your local and you go to, like, a new local or just, like, a, a major, maybe. Um, and you think you're like, yeah, you're going to do the best. It's, I don't know. I think it's like one, uh, breeds like maybe more toxicity and two, like, you're just going to be upset when you come to a harsh reality that there are people better than you. And you'll just become, uh, your locals punk. Yeah. Like even, even that, like just your local, you think you're going to win that day. Uh, you come into that local with the expectation of like, you're winning. Uh, I feel like you're going to. I don't know, be really salty. That's, like, what happens all the times when uh, we get, like, someone being salty at local. It's, like, it feels like that. They're they're expecting to do better than they did, and that's why they're upset. Which is fair, but, like, don't be toxic about it, right? Mm -hmm. Winning is fun. Winning playing is fun. the game is the real fun. It's the journey, not the destination. Ha ha. 
Which is how the video ends. Because mm-hmm. literally, you can end whenever you want to. Right. That's just it. Just you can stop playing fighting games whenever you want to, or you can just keep going, do what you want to do. It this this note struck me because I've never thought of it that way. Of like, there is no end point. Right. And like, like there, it literally is like you just play forever because like. At no point are you going to be perfect or anyone is ever going to be perfect. And, like, there's always, in theory, always going to be a new game. Or there are games that are still around that you can just learn and get better at. And, like, I love, like, this 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 ending, I think, is what cemented to me. Like, oh, this is a really good video of, like, that's a good, like, philosophical point almost to fighting games of, like, it's just the idea of, like, continual growth and evolution and progression and, like, that doesn't end just on, like, oh, you won a game, you did it, you finished fighting games. Like, no, these are literally, like, things you do forever. Or, like, whenever you want to quit. And I think that's why, like, I like fighting games so much. Because, like, I, they don't end. They just, like, they're just constantly, you know, getting better at something until, like, oh, I, I feel good enough about this. Or even, like, I, you know, I lose interest and I can leave. Or, like... If I play, like, a story game, if I lose interest halfway through, I feel like the game was bad. We're like, oh, I didn't finish it. Or, like, I missed out on the experience. But, like, I don't know. The two weeks I was playing DNF Duel, I really enjoyed playing DNF Duel. And, like, will I play that game again? Maybe. But, like, I, I got what I needed out of it, and I don't feel any loss or negative feelings when I, I quit the game. It's like, well, that was my experience. And, like, I could go back whenever I want. And that's that's kind of nice, you know? Oh, that came trash. <laughs> <laughs> Good I job getting out. Yeah. 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 <laughs> I will still defend that game. I'll go the ends of time. Oh, will be the hill I die I'm on. an idiot. Did you know what I forgot to bring up earlier? You to bring up Garrett. So I think, does anybody have anything to add to this before I switch gears dramatically for like five seconds i am very good go on uh grand blue is three now for the next Yay! month if, if you have ps plus buy grand blue game good game so really here, good. here's the hard part troy is everyone has it on pc <laughs> i already bought it on playstation in fact it took me forever to get it on pc because i went into major debt with the mafia getting it for playstation <laughs> <laughs> Look, look, and then no one else got it on PlayStation. Yeah, so like, so like, hear me out, Troy. Am I gonna get this game on PlayStation, and then just spend actual money to get it on PC? Well, yeah, it's free, so. Yeah. And the uh, and the game is twenty bucks mm-hmm. normally. So here, here's the, uh, okay. So let's let's apply this video to to uh, Grand Blue. I've not played the game. I don't think I've ever actually played the game. Yeah, have yeah. I? Did I touch it before? I feel, I, feel, I think you have it once. Maybe? I mean, no, I'm thinking of Troy, never mind. Because I was, I was playing a Stories player during COVID. I forgot who it was, but it's Troy. Not me, because I don't think I got the game. <laughs> but I, I, Soriz is the character I would play. But that's a DLC character that I have to buy. <laughs> but here's what, here's what you need to do. You need to find someone enough to buy the character for you so you can, like... Troy! I know, I'll stop you everybody. Get, just, you know I would. <laughs> You just gotta find Simps. Yeah. I'll like, get the game, get the game, and then have someone pitch in some money. Let you try out the character. Maybe we'll think about it. 
That's me. I'll, I'll, you know what? Here. I'm here, I'm here. here for you. I'll get the game on P- on PlayStation and I'll try out just the base roster. I mean, yeah, that's the that's what you can do. Just try it to see how the game feels. Right. Since it's free, worst case, you, you're like, I don't like how this feels. Mm-hmm. And then, boom, you don't have to spend any money. Easy peasy. But you can try it and be like, I like how this feels, but I hate literally every character that's playable right now. <laughs> then you'll know you have you gotta to get, spend the money. Try Soriz, who is relatively good now. Yeah, he's real good. He's not uh, absolute trash like he used to be, so you can rejoice in that. Uh, Daniel, are you playing? Are you are you joining in on this this quest? Or are you you out? No, nah, I don't have a PlayStation. <laughs> <laughs> the I my dad has one, but I don't live there anymore. And the next time that I will be home is uh, a Friday, I think, which will be October first. So if right. <laughs> if it's only free for this <laughs> month, then I will have missed it. Um, so you know. Sad times. Maybe if the game goes on sale for like three or four dollars, I'll buy it. But yeah, <laughs> probably not. Right. Um. Yeah. Definitely. Hey, you know, Austin may not have played this game, but one of us literally hosts a local. You guys should try this game out. Please try the game out. We're begging. Yeah, try my game out. I mean, Grand Troy Below, made huh? the game. <laughs> yeah, it's my game. I made it. <laughs> All me. Just like, uh, just like Ono's Multi Blood. <laughs> oh no, it's Melty Blood. Thank you for playing my game, mm-hmm. Melty Blood Type Lumina, that I created. Me, oh no. Thank you, Thank oh no. You, very, very cool. cool. Uh, I think that's kind of it for the video. Just a very good breakdown. I think we did a pretty good job breaking everything down with uh, decent time. Mm-hmm. I agree. Good time. Got a, got a two hour in. Yeah, would have been a little less, but uh, I really want to talk about soul actors. Oh wait, wait, so. wait, quick, quick! Uh, I wanted to make this joke before. What? Everyone, what's the worst advice you can give? Go. Don't play fighting games. Oh, damn it! <laughs> DP on your opponents. Wake up. Okay. <laughs> I mean, James isn't a person. Okay. <laughs> um. The worst advice would be um, don't let someone shame you into playing a top tier or a low tier. Just yeah, I feel oh, like we already oh. talked about that though. Yeah. Have your first fighting game experience. Be playing Corey. Ah, <laughs> uh, got him. Sure. <laughs> you ever see him play fire? Play Dragon Ball? Feel them? Never play fighting games. He just yeah, he just dumpsters them and then it's like. GGs and walks away. Yeah, or he'll <laughs> or he'll like, make jokes, or he'll make jokes about it. <laughs> they were kids. You didn't have to do that. <laughs> I was gonna say expect to win. Yeah. 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 What is that? Expect to win. That that's something. Yeah, just uh-huh. just expect to get your ass kicked and have fun with it. Honestly. Right. And you know, rig tournaments. I'm a fan of that. Yeah. The only fun is winning tournaments. Play that Street Fighter if version not, that was on 3DS. Oh yeah, first person yeah. mode. That's a real fun time, actually, though. Uh, also, more serious bad advice: how to make it your life, your life uh, goal. You're going, you're definitely gonna go pro. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, but, uh, all right. Thanks for listening to uh, 
advice-centered episode of Here Comes New Challenger, a fighting game podcast. The step one of the group, that's uh, that's Austin. Step one, I help you get started. Uh, the step two of the group, that's Brandon. Hey, uh, crap, always step two. <laughs> I don't remember, dude, I'm just calling All right, uh, next one, next one. <laughs> we'll, we'll roll with it, roll uh, with it. The, the step three of the group, that's Troy. Expect to win. If you're not winning, you're not playing <laughs> fighting games. <laughs> the the step four of the group, that's Daniel. Wait, permanently. I'm the last step. <laughs> and the the other step, if you were too dumb to listen, that's I me. thought you were gonna say I'm. Garrett. I thought you were gonna say you were the guide on on uh, event hubs or something. <laughs> <laughs> the event hubs tier list. I'm the event hubs tier list. I'm the event hubs tier list of the group. That that's me. <laughs> And uh, remember, the best fighting game advice I can give you, watch Theodore Rex. <laughs> True. Man.